Welcome to episode 11 of High Flyers, where we talk about the players who don't get talked about. My name is Kananji, and I will be the host for tonight. Okay, so we're 11 episodes in. This is crazy. Um, the NBA is slow, like the regular season slowly coming to a close. We're fast approaching the playoffs. So... We have that, we have the awards, I talked a lot about the awards last week, so without further ado, I'm going to just get a quick um, rundown of what we're going to try to accomplish today. Um, so first off, we're going to start off with the player comparison from last week. Um, that's when I give you the two players with similar stats and you're you're supposed to guess like which player you'd rather have. Um, and then we're going to go to the high flyer player of the week after that right um and then after that i'm gonna do just something quick it's gonna be our you know our breaking news segment so i'm gonna be just talking about two different themes um which is predicting the play-in teams and what is going on with the mavericks and then for the rest of the time i'm gonna be ranking the top 2022 small forwards like i did a couple weeks ago um we had a break between that we did point guard shooting guards and now i'm gonna do the top 50 small forwards in 2022 and I'm just looking over the list again I made this list at the end of the summer and it's kind of crazy how some of these players have um risen and fallen and yeah we're gonna get to all of that in the podcast today so let's get started all right let's get right into the mystery player from last week so if you guys don't remember we had two different players from last week the first player averaged 13 points um on the dot 3.6 3.6 rebounds and 1.6 assists um, and he's shooting 39% from the field 36% from three and 79% free throw and then player two averages just a little bit higher points 14 points per game um, along with 3.2 rebounds and 2.6 assists and he shoots 39% as well and 32.9% from three um, and then free throw 79% too. So these players are very similar. And if you guys haven't guessed the players, they both are not the best years in the NBA. You got Malik Beasley and Dylan Brooks. However, Malik Beasley is known as like a shooting type of player. And Dylan Brooks is known as just a terrible shooter. So I think this is actually a case of what is known as Lakers bias. In which when a player goes and plays for the Lakers, they're... They're overrated in a way that they get a lot more attention than players who don't play for the Lakers, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Um, so it's happening like Malik Beasley, Austin Reeves, and especially with Jared Vanderbilt. Like Jared Vanderbilt's a high flyer. We've been knowing about him. Um, but then it's like he's a, he's a brand new player for players um, like people who follow the Lakers, which is really crazy. Um, and that just shows how the, the media is so they favor the Lakers so much. It's crazy. Um, and then, enough with that, the comparison. We're going to get another mystery player comparison today. 
Um, and this one will probably be a more accurate picture of their final stats as the season slowly comes to an end. We're going to go with our high fire player of the week for this week. Um, and let's start off with the Western Conference where the high fire player of the week is for the second time Kevin Horder. And so Kevin Horder played two games in the past week so not as many as some of the other players. They were both two wins over the Jazz and the Phoenix Suns and in both those games Kevin Horder actually averaged 28 points per game, 8 rebounds and 4.5 assists with 2 steals. Um, and in total between the, the two games, he shot above 50% in both of the games. Um, and that was, that was, it was a crazy week for Kevin Horner. Efficient week, um, good points, good rebounds, good assists, and he won games, which is why he's the high fire player of the week. Um, in the Western Conference. And now in the Eastern Conference, this one was really close, by the way. And the winner is... Evan Mobley. So Evan Mobley took home the player of the East player. I mean, sorry, high flyer player um, of the week in the Eastern Conference, and that's because he got three W's this week as well. He won against the Nets twice and the Rockets once. And in this last week, he averaged 21 points per game, nine rebounds, four assists, with one steal and 2.3 blocks. So he's playing up, he's getting those defensive stats up. Um, and of course, in all three of the games where they went 3-0 three, three oh in the past week, and the Cavs actually made um, the playoffs for the first time since LeBron era, he actually shot um, an average of 14 attempts per game and 9 makes a game. So he shot extremely efficiently in that three-game span. The, the player who I was debating whether it was going to be Evan Mobley or Derek White, because Derek White also had a great week, averaged 26-8 with two blocks a game. Um, again, as a guard, he's a great defensive guard, um, especially with rebounds. He's a great rebounding guard, as I mentioned before, and he also had a really good week. I think he won all his games too, yes, against Sacramento, Indiana, and the Spurs. So not as good opponents, but still... Um, every win is a win, right? And so, perfect. We we went through the mystery player, player of the week. And then we went through the high flyer player of the week. And now, let's head on to the some recent NBA news. Alright, let's talk about some NBA news. So, first off, I wanted to predict the playing teams in the East and the West. Um, let's see how many of these I get right. It's going to be like a... I won't say it's like a March Madness. It's not that random, but here's who I got in the East. So, from 7 to 10 in this order, I'd say... I think the 7th seed is going to go to the Nets. 8th is going to go to the Hawks. 9 to the Raptors and 10 to the Bulls. Um, I think that Miami's just going to squeeze through and get that playoff spot. Um, and I think that... The rest of the teams fighting for one. I think the Raptors will make the the play-in tournament at least. Um, as well as the Bulls. I think they'll just squeak by. I think they'll, they have a little bit of advantage over the Pacers. Um, that's going to be a good game. Nets versus Hawks. I can really see the, the Hawks actually pulling away with that one. 
Um, Raptors versus Bulls. I think I think Raptors got in them to take that take that win, and then that's going to be a good good matchup. Raptors versus Nets. Um, really, a whole team display against two very strong. Um, it's funny. I'm going to say two very mediocre teams, <laughs> but with really good players on them. And then the West, I have going through. I changed my mind. Timberwolves are seventh. Um, eighth Lakers, Mavs ninth, and Pelicans tenth. Um, I think that OKC can sneak through. I think they personally have a better team than the Pelicans, but maybe they want to. They'd rather not make the play-in tournament. I think that they actually would try to make the play-in tournament, right? Just to give their players a little bit more um, exposure to the playoffs and. The Timberwolves, I think, could probably beat the Lakers. Um, but I think the Lakers are beating either the Mavs or the Pelicans. I think that might be... With LeBron, I think they can handle them. Um, and now, the Mavs made it all the way to the conference finals last year. But what happened to them? What is going on with the Mavs? So, let's really get into what's going on with the Mavs. So, let's start with a bad coaching, right? Um, the rotations that... Jason Kidd has exhibited has been they've been terrible um I've never been a huge fan of him like but come on man you're playing Frank Nittlekina instead of Jaden Hardy who is so much more productive um is kind of that player that you you need but then again there's no defense with that team either like they signed a 32 year old JaVale McGee to a three-year contract and then don't even play him at all and then they have Christian Wood, who's like a terrible defensive. He's a liability as as a center. Um, and I don't know if that's the roster that the front office gave him. I think that's also Mark Cuban partly to blame. He's a little too hands-on. I low-key don't think he knows very much about basketball. I think that he's just one of those rich business guys who like really wants to get involved. And I don't think that's very good, per se, for the Mavericks. I think they need a better... Um, front office as well as coaching um what what else there's no defense yes especially post and paint I've talked about that um and then they get rid of Dorian Finney-Smith who's like their only good defender on their team um and it's also the front office's fault they didn't pick up any good defenders and then there's like the funny case actually you know what first I want to talk about Kyrie's not a problem right they've been playing good with Kyrie um and Luca too, and one more thing I want to point out, which is actually really funny that I, that I just um, that I just saw, but in a lot of um, mock drafts, Dallas has the eleventh pick, and the they 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 have to give their pick to the Knicks if it's anything from eleven to thirty. So if they manage to slip through and fall into ten, they get that pick. So I don't know, maybe lose a few more games, get another structural piece. For the Mavs, I don't know. Um, I don't know what their front office is thinking. They're not the best. I know that, though. So, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, and I'll I'll just catch a, I'll catch you a little bit up on this in a couple weeks. So, I think that's all I have to talk about for the news. So, let's get to those 50 players that I'm going to have to rank. Okay, let's finish this podcast out with the top 50 small forwards in the NBA from last season ranked by me. So, 
Oh man, I'm seeing a lot of changes on this list I'll make. But number 50, I have Isaac Okoro, who just managed to sneak in there. Um, I don't know if I put him better this year. Um, he's all right. He's decent at defense, decent at threes, but not great at anything in particular. Number 49, I had Trey Murphy the third, who's taken a huge jump this year. Um, I think I was even kind of, I was kind of nice for even putting him in the list last year. Number 48, I have Duncan Robinson, who has continued his fall off, partially due to his absolutely horrendous contract. Um, number 47, we have Tory Craig, who has actually played a decent role um, for the Phoenix Suns recently. He's a good defender, I'll give him that. Um, number 46, Matisse Thybul. Um, him too, he's a good defender, probably going to hit free agency in this I mean, this year, I don't, I don't know if he'll stay long-term with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, he was decent last year, though, with the 76ers, especially on the defensive end. A lot of these players I'm talking about just right now are just decent at best. And then we have Ziari Williams. Had a better rookie year than he's having this year. I don't even think he's part of the uh, rotation anymore. And then we have Shitty Osman, um, another really mediocre player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, decent at offense, can't do anything worth defense. Um, Joe Ingles over here too. He was a great player on the uh, on the Jazz, especially with the pick and roll. He was actually he's actually a very underrated passer. Um, number forty two, we have Lowry Markinen, who I would characterize as a power forward this season, and he'd be all the way at the top top ten. Um, for sure, but on this list, he's 42 for small fours last season. If you guys remember, he played for the Cavs. Um, number 41, O'Shea Brissett. I don't think you'd ever hear a list anymore that would say that O'Shea Brissett's better than Lowry Markkinen. He's had absolutely, absolutely no role on the um, Pacers, but that that's not really his fault. He's still a good player. Number 40, Otto Porter Jr., who has played like a grand total of five games this year, but last year he was a really... Important and underrated part of that Warriors team that won the championship, providing that 3 and D um, skill set that they actually are lacking this year. Um, another 3 and D player, we have Amir Coffey at 39. Um, and at 38, we have Nazir Little, who had a pretty good, I wouldn't say breakout season, but he performed a lot higher, better last season than he did in previous years. So we're going to put him at 38. In 37, we have Jalen McDaniels. Um, Number 36, we have Josh Richardson, the, um, I want to call him the 3&D maestro. Um, and then 35, we have Jonathan Kuminga, um, a lot of promise in him. I don't know if he needs to leave the Warriors. He's actually playing pretty well with the Warriors, though, right now. And 34, we have Max Struess, who had a great season last year, great start to the season this year, but he's kind of plateaued. Um, he's not shooting very well from the field, which is, like, the only thing he can do well. Um, number 33, you have Royce O'Neal, who actually is a valuable asset for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, 32, you have Pat Connaughton, who is also a solid rotation player for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, 31, you have Joe Harris. He's not going to be as high this year. Um, another individual whose huge contract has kind of made them overrated. Um Number 30, you have Bruce Brown, who had a great season with the Nets last year, recently moved to the Denver Nuggets and has been playing great for them. Number 29, we have Cody Martin. Um, 
28, we have Reggie Bullock. Uh, I don't even think he's going to be on the list this year. Last year, I don't even know why I put him on the list. I think he was just a pretty decent volume three-point shooter last season. Not so much this year. And then 27, you have Caleb Martin, the better twin, I'd say. Um, great 3 and D player. 27, I have Jay Sean Tate, who's really fallen off this year. Wow. Um, and now I'm going to start with, like, these players get a little bit better from this point on. Uh, I have Devin Vassell, who had a sort of, he had a really good season last year. I wouldn't say really good, actually. Um, he has He's having a really good season this year, but last year he was pretty solid player for the Spurs developing. Um, 24, we have Kelly Oubre Jr., um, also a solid player um takes a lot of shots though um but he's actually been working a little bit on his defensive skills so i guess i have to give him that um number 23 i have franz wagner another incredibly underrated player um decent defender decent passer decent score um really one of the best players in last year's draft class um most one of the most versatile players and I think that he might be a little bit higher this year. Yeah, I think he should be higher this year in my rankings. Um, but last year, I think in 23 is solid. And then at 22, we have Josh Giddy, um, who last season came in as extremely underrated. People thought that he was taken way too high, but he's really proved that he's a great ball handler, passer, rebounder for a, for like a small forward. He could play virtually any position you put him in he's a very um fluid player i'd say and he's really improved this year as well i'd actually put him i'd put him higher on my list this year um i also don't know if i'd list him actually as a small forward or as a shooting guard um i still need to figure that out after the end of the season i'll calculate how many games he played um at each position and at number 21 we have gordon hayward um Another victim of the, I wouldn't really call him a victim because he's making so much money, but of the high contract overrated type thing. Um, and that's why he's number 21. Number 20 is TJ Warren, who did not play last season, but I put him there because of his performance the season before. I don't know if that's particularly deserving. I don't think he's played particularly well this season, or he's he's barely even played this season, to be honest. Um Number 19, we have Bojan Bogdanovic, who has had a great season this year for the Detroit Pistons. Um, last season, he was still with the Utah Jazz, providing that um, multi-dimensional scoring to their team, especially on like the three-point, the, the wings on either side. Um, after they blew it up, after the Jazz blew everything up, it was he moved to the Pistons, and I think that he's probably their best scorer on the team right now. Um, although I think they shut him down for this season. And then we're going to look at number 18, everyone's favorite player, Dylan Brooks. Um, he was great defensively last year. Still a terrible shooter from the field, but great defense, especially in the playoffs. Good with stealing. Um, tad bit arrogant. I, I, I might, I don't know where I'd put him to be honest this year. Cause he still is producing great defense, but he's also like the biggest loser in the NBA. Um, pushing cameraman and every pushing cameraman and things like you're not him, Dylan. Like, look, I I'm not even gonna talk about Dylan Brooks. Um, number seventeen, I got Harrison Barnes, who was great last season as a score. Um, he's actually just an underrated score, if I'm being honest. Uh, even on the Warriors. 
Um, played for Warriors, Mavs, Kings. Did he play for Grizzlies? I don't think so. I don't think so. But solid, solid player, especially last season. Um, averaging probably I think probably sixteen points per game on a high field goal percentage. Um, number sixteen, I had the rookie Herb Jones, just because. I call him the straight jacket because he doesn't let anyone pass you. He just he's a great defender, locks you down. And I expect him to really improve this year. He he's done about the same as last year. Um I might have to bump him a little bit though, because the Pelicans are underperforming in my opinion. Number fifteen I have Sadiq Bey. See, I don't think Sadiq Bey would be on the list if I was to make this again. He's a he's a tad bit high on this list. Um, still a solid rotational player for the Atlanta Hawks, though. Um, number 14, I got DeAndre Hunter. Um, another solid player for the Hawks, actually. Um, haven't really seen that improvement from him, though. I've been hoping to see. He's a good defender, decent defender. Um, and number 13, I had Keldon Johnson, who I would now classify as a power forward. Um, and he took a real leap last year. Um, I think he probably averaged 19 points per game. This year, taking an even bigger leap, averaging around 22 points per game, even though he does play for the Spurs and at a lower efficiency level. Um, number 12, I had Michael Poor Jr., who actually missed a lot of last season with back issues. However, this season, he's been really solid offensively. He's, he's tried to improve defensively. Like, I've seen it in him. I've seen flashes of good defense. Um... And that's why I had him on this list because I know that he's he's one of the most lethal um, three-point shooters straight off the catch. Um, and then this is like the top 11, I'd say, are players. And actually, you know what? I'd say the top 13. So starting with Keldon Johnson, Michael Poor Jr. And then at number 11, I have OG Anobi, who's also a great, great defender for the Raptors. I think he'd be a top defender in the league if the Raptors were a better team. Uh... And yeah, and then at number 10, I have Mikhail Bridges. Um, last year, I knew, see, I told you, I knew this guy was going to be good. Like, he had all the, he's fit. It was just a situational thing. It was just because he played on the Suns. But what he's doing on the Nets this year is crazy. But Suns last year, he was also, if you guys don't forget, I don't remember, he was a great defender. And he was really, he was scoring 15 points a game. So he's on great efficiency. So he's solid and didn't miss a single game. Um, and then number nine, you had the all-star, Andrew Wiggins, who just, he was a great defender um, last season. All-star starter, I don't know about that. I think he should have been an all-star, though. Um, and yeah, just great defense by him last season, especially in the finals against um, J Jason Tatum. That was, that was really, um, that was really Andrew Wiggins who did all that. Um... And let's let's go to number eight, which is Chris Middleton. Um, really kind of underperformed. Actually, you know what? He's injured. I'm not gonna say anything. He he wasn't the best last season. Um, not the worst. He was an All Star. I mean, Chris Middleton he missed a lot of the playoffs, which is a partly why the Bucks didn't get so far. So just because of impact, purpose, and everything, I put him at number eight. Number seven, I got Brandon Ingram, who had a great season. Um, he's really grown to be a really solid forward especially on the wing like you just get in the ball and he can do anything I know a couple days ago he got a triple double in three quarters which is really impressive um and number six I have DeMar DeRozan who 
was great for the Bulls last year. The only reason why he's not higher, I would put him higher personally, but the only reason why he's not higher is because the Bulls and their performance. But if it was just DeMar, it would... I swear, if DeMar had a great team around him, he'd be higher on this list. Um, for sure, I think he'd be higher than Paul George, who I think is a little bit overrated player. He's a good, he's a really good um, two-way player, though, which is why he gets a lot of praise. Um, he even worked a lot on his passing, I remember, last season, so that's why he's number five. Number four is Jimmy Butler, just because of what an all-around player he is. He, he has great IQ, knows exactly where to drive, exactly where to find a foul, um, and he's so clutch, and that's why he is number four on my list. Number three is Jason Tatum, who really led his team alongside Jalen Brown to the NBA Finals last season. Um, although he didn't play the best, he had a great season last year, and just seeing the player that he can grow to be is is enough to put him as the third best small forward in the NBA last season. Number two, I had to put Kawhi Leonard. Can't forget Kawhi and all his accolades, even though if he misses every other game for resting and load management, and he started that terrible trend. He still is a great player, won a championship with the Spurs, with the Raptors. Um, looking for one with the Clippers, he's not going to ever win, I already know it. Um, but he has to be number two on the list just because his Defensive Player of the Year award, his um, two Finals MVP awards, his two championships... And I think we all know who number one is. So, LeBron James, number one best small forward in the league. I have to give it to LeBron. Also, KD's classified as a power forward in case y'all are wondering. But LeBron has to be up top. Just because everything is accomplished, I think he's still up top. At least for now. Um, Wait for a couple years, LeBron will be gone. So, you just have to appreciate Appreciate LeBron, even if you don't like him like me. You still got to appreciate the guy, because when, when he retires, I think the league's going to get a lot more boring, personally. Because um, there's no one like LeBron, I'd say, right now, in the league. So yeah, that's the list. That's all 50. Um, stay tuned, because we only got power forward and center left, and we only got a couple episodes left, so we got to squeeze them in. Um, so thank you for listening, and right after this, we're going to go right to the conclusion. Alright, that's all for this week. Um, thank you guys for listening, first of all, and right before I go, I just want to do our Mystery Player of the Week. So, there's two players this week, they're both guards. The first player averages 25.1 points, um, 4.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists, and he's shooting 48% from the field, 38.5% from three, and 85% free throw. Okay? And the second player is averaging 23.8 points per game, um, alongside 6.1 rebounds and five assists. And he's shooting 45% um, from the field, 37% from three, and 87% free throw. So those are the two players. Try to guess who they are. And we're going to be talking about who it was next week. Um, between now and then, hope you guys have a great week. Um, where This is High Flyers, the podcast where we talk about players who don't get talked about. My name is Ken Angie. I'm your host for tonight. Thank you for listening. Have a great night, morning, evening, whatever time it is. 
see ya.